Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, I'll be surprised if it's not garbage. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll be very, I'll be very surprised if it's not garbage. My my view hasn't changed one single bit. I went back, right? I went back and I watched like parts of it again, thinking, oh shit, maybe I was a bit too harsh. But no, like you know what? I stand firm with what I said, and um, and what I say is, it's- yeah, I I went into this with low expectations, like real low, just just hoping to have a fun time. Had a popcorn out. Uh, watched it and I'm being brutal but honest everything that DC have put out movie wise has just been an attempt to catch up to Marvel in in this amazing sequence that Marvel has built and everything they've put out has been noticeably rushed it's just been garbage from start to finish you can just tell it's been rushed hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Flicksters and we're finally getting this show on the road because due to a small little glitch that happened last week, we weren't able to come out with the show. So we've ironed out all the kinks. We have finally got Kay in the house again. We've tracked him down. We're bringing him to the show one more time to do this. So ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause or whatever you're doing right now, clapping, like whatever. Um, Yeah, Kay, man, you're on the show one more time. How's it going? Amazing. I mean, like for for the second time, right? But the first time for for everyone else. So no, amazing. Thank you again. Thank you for running it back. I was really upset because we had some... Yeah, it's a really cool conversation. So thank you. It's gonna be cool much. again, man. It's gonna be back. cool again. Don't worry. It's exactly. Gonna be cool. Exactly. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and like I mean, like you know, from the from the first time that we did this, the first ten minutes, I was like listening back to that show, and it was like this is hilarious. And then all of a sudden, after ten minutes, I'm like, shit, where the hell is all the audio gone? So yeah, man, it was a great episode. So we're gonna try and capture some of that, and we're gonna make it new. We're gonna make it kind of you know fresh as well. So folks, you know the drill. Uh, Deval and I and mm-hmm. Kay, we're gonna be bringing you some movie news. We're gonna be bringing you some new ones, trailers, some streaming stuff, some hidden gems. Uh, so, so sorry, um, no hidden gems actually, because we haven't got the time. Some anniversary corner movies. Even we can't find them this week. <laughs> exactly. And also, we're gonna be reviewing coming to America which is the new Eddie Murphy movie, which we're going to be speaking about and we're going to be chatting about. So, um, yeah, we hope you enjoy the show. So let's get on with it. Devaldo, let's do the shout-outs. All right, cool. I'm going to whiz through uh, some of these shout-outs because there's quite a lot uh, today. All our flicksters have been giving us a lot of love on social media and we really, really appreciate it. So I'm going to sort of whiz through some of these. Uh, They're a mixture of Facebook and on Instagram. So we've got Anastasia, 19 Kiki D. 19 <laughs> Kiki D. I've got to do a dance every time I say that. We've got Ambi, Charlie Jai UK. Uh, we've got King Dot Solani. We've got O'Shea PD, Elaine Gerbax, Claude Cole, Reese, Lisa B, Sarah T. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a girl band, didn't it? Lisa B, Sarah T. <laughs> Trish Steele Lewis. Actually, a lot of those shout outs came from Married at First Sight, Australia. That show is, is crazy. A lot of people hate it. Some people love it. And yeah. it's like no one's in between. It's one of those crazy, crazy shows. So if you've seen that, you'll know what I'm talking about. And then obviously we also have a couple more shout outs, Camille and Angelica, who also shouted us out on Instagram. 
about coming to America. Thanks for your comments, guys. Brilliant. Yeah, keep listening, guys. And remember, get in touch with us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And if there's any movie that you want us to review or check out, please do let us know. All right, okay, on to the movie news now. Deval, you're starting us off with some Golden Globe uh, Awards news. Now, I know the Golden Globes were kind of a couple of weeks ago, but this is kind of big news, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, take it away. But well, these boys are doing it Jill Scott style, man. They're living their life like it's golden. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Kulia. And John Boyega, uh, both win Golden Globes. And like you said, it's happened a couple of weeks ago now, but do you know what? It's still so present and powerful and good to hear. These two guys are gangsters in the game. Uh, Daniel Kalu has been in gangster films from Sicario to recently Judas and the Black Messiah. John Boyega, obviously Star Wars, Attack yeah. the Block, and a whole bunch of other movies. So yeah, some two good uh, gems right there, keeping the, keeping the light shining. So well done, guys. Yeah, well done. Big well done. All right, okay, now let's speak about this, guys. Now I want to get Kay's kind of view on this. The whole thing, do you remember, Kay, when Endgame came out, there was this kind of competition, well, yeah, kind of like a bit of a competition, a race between Avatar and yeah. Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Endgame, which one was going to be kind of like the overall biggest uh, box office winner. And it turned out that Endgame won. But After now, folks... After the after, re-release. After the, after the second release. Exactly. Oh, by the way, um, how many times did you end up watching it in cinema? In the cinema, I think five or six times in the cinema. Oh my oh, that's gosh. Good. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. a good turnout. Time, that is it? a good turnout. went first time to watch it. I went so many. I think I went, I think I went two or three times on day release, to be honest, which, which is oh, yeah. it, basically <laughs> the entire day anyway, considering how long the film was. So, exactly. Yeah, I, I, was, I was all over it. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, listen, uh, if you haven't heard already, but the news is that Avatar has overtaken Avengers Endgame. I think it's only by about a couple of million, maybe about three or four million, but it's now the highest grossing film of all time. And um, the official Marvel uh, Instagram page, they kind of tweet, they put something out and they said something like, uh, you know, congratulations to James Cameron and to one of the producers and stuff. So he's overtaken Endgame. And it's like, shit, man. Like, they had to go and do a re-release. And it's the Chinese viewers. So people who are watching out in China, they're the ones who kind of push the numbers up. But what the hell, man? It's like, it's Avatar. I mean, okay, yeah, kind of great. It kind of feels like as if they're doing this because they know that they've got Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 and whatever's coming out. So it kind of... Yeah smells like a gimmick as well yeah i'm i'm how many times are they going to re-release like i I don't know if it's fair you know you just keep re-releasing to get your numbers up so i'm not sure Mm. how fair it is um but no avatar was avatar was a great film and you know we've been waiting for the second and third and fourth and fifth and whatever else is coming for a long time so no i'm I'm excited to see it but um you know still a little bit inside i'm a little bit upset because uh, not not much there's not much if any at all in in the realm of films that tops Endgame for me yeah. so there's still that little part of me that's a bit disappointed but you know fair play to avatar fair play all right okay let's get on with it so Deval, um you're going to tell us about the bad batch which uh yeah this sounds interesting tell us about this one again yeah the bad batch is a the little crew actually this is it's in the star wars universe and uh, this follows on from the the clone wars animation which is still tied into the the whole star wars franchise and okay is loving loving this talk right now so you know what i was just doing do you know what i was just doing i was actually because i'm so engaged out. and i can multitask so much i was actually looking up the image that yeah. the russo brothers posted on their <laughs> social media page which which was this really cool image of thanos um his his armor and kind of the the a and the v of avengers turning to dust and going into the rest of avatar 
Is spelling it? our avatar, <laughs> yeah. and then it says passing the gauntlet back to you. Now that's that's a, that's a, a good, nice cool. Yeah, that's respect. That's cool. That's respect yeah. among that, kings. You know, that's that. a nice, nice yeah. touch. But I know I'm not going to make you forget what you were talking about. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> feel free to get back to this Star Wars stuff. Oh, I'll just, just whiz past this thing. So <laughs> the Bad Batch is going to be coming out on the fourth of May, which is, as we know, it's Star Wars Day, isn't it? And the Bad yep. Batch yeah. is a sort of ragtag crew that were clones, but they were the clones that were maybe misshaped or weren't really, you know, you know, they didn't pass quality control. So they were, they were kind of tossed and rejected. They formed their own crew and they go out and do missions and they're kind of anti-heroes, all of them, but they, they kind of mean well, but they don't play by the rules. So it's an interesting uh, group. And I've seen uh, one episode or two episodes where they were in the Clone Wars and it was actually really good. So I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Okay, cool. yeah. And we don't know any casting rumors on that one, do we? No, I mean, the Bad Batch are made up of, uh, I wouldn't say they're made up of like actual, I don't know, like, you know, I don't want to disrespect them, but, you know, big household names. There are, there are a sure. couple in there, but it's all animation, so you're not going to see them. You're only going to hear them. Still, still a good cast anyway, from what I've heard. All right. Okay. Well, listen, we'll keep you posted on that one, folks. Uh, now, let's speak about Love and Thunder. I'm talking about Thor mm, 4. Mm, mm. And um, listen, let me just quickly you know, chuck this out there. I mean, who's, who's kind of like really, really eager to watch this movie? Kay, you know, what are your views on it? Dude, I'm, I'm always super eager to watch anything coming out from the Marvel universe. So I'm beyond eager. I think Thor is the first, the first um, solo that's going to have a fourth movie, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he's yeah. the first one, like he's the first one that's going to have a fourth installment, which in itself is amazing. Love the first, to be fair, I love the first three. I just think that the third one, for me, it went a it went a bit too too humor ish for me. Like when you're talking Ragnarok and you're talking the end of Asgard, like I wanted to see just all out Thor destruction and war and <laughs> hella madness. Um, but you know they, they they threw in a lot of jokes, which made it really cool. But I felt like they already hit that lane with Guardians, and I felt yeah. like they could have taken this film slightly to another level on on that front but still an sure. amazing film and still looking forward to number four 100 all right yeah brilliant well, you love listen, gardens in it gardens are special for you in it gardens is, gardens is great. Sure. amazing like the way that the first one came out and just flipped everything on its head like, yeah i've never yeah. seen a film like that soundtrack i played for the i don't opening. know how long oh after, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 opening has to be one of the best of all oh time it's brilliant man like, I love amazing. just putting that opening scene on and just what even to this day love watching that opening scene. But listen, you mentioned Hella and um Deval, there's kind of like um they're still working the, the so production is still uh, going ahead on this one uh, down under and um there's some kind of like on-screen photos, right? Well, what can you tell yeah. us about that? Uh, on-set uh, photos and video actually. So uh, mm. they've given us a bit, a bit of a glimpse as to the I guess the tone. Uh, I'm not sure if Kay's going to like it, but the tone is going to be quite similar to Ragnarok in the sort of comedic edge that Taika Waititi brings with all these, you know, films and TV shows. And uh, from what we've seen, it's going to be a, they're sort of redoing a clip uh, or a scene, I should say, out of a theatre piece that happened in Ragnarok that involved, you know, Matt Damon and other Hemsworth brother and, you know, people like that. And in this one, it's going to have Melissa McCarthy playing uh, Hella and Matt Damon's returning and, I don't know who else is returning, but it's going to be a similar kind of comedic uh, themed type uh, sort of clip that's going to be in yeah. the film. So that's what, they've, that's what they've shown us so far. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other stuff going on that 
I mean, look, Christian Bell's in this man as God the Gore Butcher. I mean, what when you call someone God, I mean, sorry, you, you call <laughs> and Butcher. <laughs> sorry, I, I flipped it. When you call someone Gore the God Butcher, I mean, as a God, if you're a God sitting on your throne somewhere and you hear that a guy called Gore, the God Butcher, I'll be shitting my pants thinking, hold on, this guy goes out there butchering, butchering gods, butchering yeah? Gods. I'm a god. No, but, like, but, to, but to be fair though, if you just hear the word gore, you're thinking, okay, this sounds a bit nerdy. But then when you ha- like gore, the uh, God Butcher, then when you add that little bit nah, on there, then mate. it's like, okay, nah, shit, man, ears are pricking up, man. It's a whole different story you know? than the God Butcher. Like. <laughs> it's nothing about the God Killer. He doesn't just kill you and be like, you know, slit your throat, <laughs> shoot you. He butchers you, mate. He butchers you. I really hope oh, he wears an apron. In my mind, he's wearing Oh my gosh, no, 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 yeah, so we're going to look. We're definitely looking forward to that one, and um, yeah, we'll we'll keep you posted on all the news there. Now, this next piece, I want to kind of quickly mention, and I want to get your views on this. Um, we we're going to be speaking about One Division later on in the show, and we're kind of going to go into a, a bit of a deeper dive on that one, and that's kind of set up the whole Disney Plus and you know Phase Four and the Marvel stuff. And um, we're now looking for our eyes are on um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But check this out. So early reviews have have just come in. So there's some kind of critics out there. They've got access. They've had access to kind of like the first one or two episodes. And a lot of people, uh, I mean, I, I don't care about what the critics say and everything, but a lot of people are saying that um, WandaVision has set the bar so high that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, is kind of like a... It's kind of like a bit of a sidetrack away. And remember, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first show that Disney were going to come up with. So a lot of critics are saying that it's great. It kind of brings things back to kind of, you know, the MCU again, where, you know, lots of, you know, crash bang wallop, lots of kind of explosive fights. A lot of people are saying that the chemistry between the two, um, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie is brilliant. They've got great Mm -hmm. camaraderie, loads of banter. But what they're saying is they, they... they hope that it lives up to the expectation. But I mean, what are you guys thinking that this is going to be like? Is it only six episodes? Yeah, oh, but they're longer from what I understand. They're longer Long- than uh, than One Division. Okay. Man, I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's like I was saying, I, I trust anything Marvel puts <laughs> out. So what, whatever Marvel do has my entire trust. They just, they have not let me down. So I... I I'm going into it with an open mind and it'll be yeah. good to kind of revert back to the, you know, when you had all these superheroes doing intergalactic stuff, it's nice sometimes to bring it back to, you know, the, the planet earth. Yeah. Some yeah. guys who can just fight going yeah. out yeah. And, and fighting and not necessarily having all of these superpowers, but just fighting. So yeah, that would be cool to watch. But um, no, I do. I, I mean, WandaVision for me, what we're going to we'll talk about is, was so good. I mean, Really amazing. So good, so good, so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. If I knew you were going to do that, I would have harmonized. You got to warn me next time. Destiny's like child. Telling you, but um, but no, it did. It it set the bar really high, man. I mean, I think that took it to a whole other level. So yeah, I can, you know, I hope that they're they're overdoing it a bit, but I can see, you know, it, it will be a tough one, the tough act to follow, so to speak. No, I yeah. concur for sure. And I'm with you on that, you know, the whole grounded earth level. 
for me, one of my favorite fights of all Marvel still to this day is the fight on the street with Captain America and Winter Soldier in uh, the Winter yes. Soldier. Yeah. That fight is so intimate. It's just two people battling, fighting. Special effects are hardly even there. The music. Just, oh, it's so the gritty. Little, the little drops of the knife. Yeah, the oh, yeah, you, yeah, see yeah, what I'm say- you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but if this yeah. is going to give us some of that, I mean, come on, man. What, what more do you want? Well, we hope so. Yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, so that's coming out. Uh, we've only got, what, another week to wait on that one? A few days yeah. by the time this is out. A few days. So, oh, yeah, literally. it's even better. All right, folks. So, listen, yeah, so keep uh, keep it locked onto the Flixers because we're going to be doing a deeper dive on that one as well. And be we're going to be littering the shows with stuff on Falcon and the Witness Soldier. But let's kind of move it along a little bit and let's go over to DC. Now, check this out. Fans of Batman. I mean, we're fans of Batman on this show. I mean, the amount of time that we spoke about Batman at work, the three of us, we were just talking about mm-hmm. Bane, talking about we're doing silly impersonations of Bane and Dark, things Dark like that. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah. We were talking about Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, we spoke about Dark Knight a lot. Well, the news here is that Matt Reeves, he was on uh, on social media just recently, and he's he's confirmed that the Batman has officially wrapped up their filming so uh if you don't know robin robert pattinson the guy from twilight he is going to be the new Twilight. Batman. You guys, you the guy from toilet. <laughs> Sounded like that. Sounded like that. He Twilight. He mixed Twilight and Toilet together. Twi- toilet. Twilight. <laughs> easily done. Easily yeah. done. Easily done. So, um, yeah, man. So this is wrapped filming. So the, obviously the next stage is obviously post-production and like editing and all that sort of stuff. And maybe then doing some reshoots. Who knows? But this movie started production 14 months ago. And we know that the pandemic you know, obviously caused havoc. Robert Pattinson, he became ill and, you know, other stuff going on here and there. But yeah, man, so the movie's done and dusted. We're going to be hopefully seeing this like pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, man. Are you into, are you into it? Good. Uh, good Salonius K. <laughs> <laughs> right, I would have replied all the same. Is, is, it, is it part of the, is it part of the same? Um... Nah, nah, nah. It's, nah, it's, they, so they're it's, taking it's, this it's new a, direction. Okay. So it's kind of like, Dark Knight, so to speak, where it's a step away from what they've been doing with Aquaman and all that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and they're I'll kind of going like the then. early years. Okay. Well, with that, with that, I mean, I'm not sold on Robert Pattinson as an actor. I wasn't yeah. sold on Ben Affleck, but, you know, okay, whatever. Yeah. Especially when you're coming after, you know, Christian Bale and, and Heath Ledger and that, like, it's difficult to follow that, right? Yeah. Um I'll definitely give it a chance, seeing as it's not linked to any of the rest of the crap that DC have been putting out. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. as it's removed from that, it might it might have something about it. But I'll, I'm going in with my hopes sub zero. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> it, it's it's <laughs> Mr. Freeze, ground. man. Hopefully, it's not a fatality of a movie, in it. I mean, hey, it <laughs> it's, it's, from what I've seen, so let's be honest, right? And I'm being brutal, but honest. Everything that DC have put out movie wise has just been an attempt to catch up to Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing sequence that Marvel has built, and everything they've put out has been noticeably rushed. It's just been garbage from start to finish. You can just tell it's been rushed and it's been garbage. I hate everything that DC has put out, (laughs) and and it hurts me because I love Batman. Yeah, and we love those characters. Yeah, a lot of those characters we love. I love the characters, but everything they've put out has been garbage, and that is Mm. me. Being nice because I don't know who listens to your show. I don't know. No, to tell the will. To tell the will. No, I don't want to throw the, the MS out there just yet. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about, man? Guys at DC uh, listen to the show. 
Let's see if uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Snyder cut, you know, does anything to change that. That's out in yeah. a couple of days' time. A couple so, of days' time, yeah. that one. Well, listen, look, you're, you're talking about like, you know, uh, the stuff that they're, they're putting out. Let's just quickly, let me just quickly go through some of the stuff they recently just announced, all the projects that they're working on. And there's, there's a lot of TV stuff, which I'm not going to focus on. So this is just the movie stuff. But check this out. Black Adam. Uh, Batgirl, Peacemaker, Green Lantern movie, folks, Aquaman 2, The Flash, uh, Suicide Squad, and obviously The Batman. They're making a Supergirl uh, movie, Shazam, yeah. Fury of the Gods, which we've spoken about before, The Suicide Squad. Um, so yeah, those are some of the kind of projects that they're working on. And there's a lot of TV stuff as well, which I haven't really spoken about. But I mean, is that is that kind of, does that kind of make you a bit more interested, Kay? It, it, you know, it's good that we're not doing the video this week. Because, <laughs> yeah, because you would have just like, you know. You would have seen the physical pain and the eye rolls on my face just listening to that raft of, of titles. Like, Black Adam, Dwayne Johnson, I will give him uh. any type of time that I have. So, <laughs> yeah. Black Adam, I'll, He's got I'll give it. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. watch it because I, like, I'm I'm fully invested in anything Dwayne Johnson does. So he's got me already. I'm going to go and watch that. And even if it's garbage, I'm probably going to think it's good. I'm not going to lie to you. But the rest yeah. of that stuff, I mean, I just don't I just don't think they've got the right model, DC. I, I think they started way far behind. And instead of thinking, yeah. let's go slowly and build up our own thing, they tr- they're just trying to catch up and just get as much money in by doing big blockbuster films. They didn't yeah. invest the time in building it from the ground up like Marvel did in the MCU. So all of these titles, I mean, they just, it's, it's draining me listening to it. Listen, you're not alone. You're not the most electrifying man in all entertainment. <laughs> you know, he said it from years ago, before he was like big, he's in, in all entertainment. If he went into music, he he'd be it. Whatever he goes into. Just well, a lot of people share the same sentiments. Like, you know, they, they're kind of like, they're tired. Like, you know, and a lot of people, there's, there's a whole kind of like a, a whole kind of wave of people online which are pretty bored about the whole Schneider cut of the Justice League, to be honest with you, because they're like, it's not going to change anything. So that's kind of like the bottom line. Well, listen, look, we'll wait and see. The three of us, we're going to go away. We're going to watch mm. the Snyder cut again, hopefully. And um, at some point, maybe we can speak about it on the show. Um, so yeah, so we'll see what happens. And obviously when those other movies come out, uh, we can talk about those as well. But on to more pertinent news, and obviously Kay's here to kind of speak about this, but we're going to get some more Hobbs and Shaw. Kay, tell us about this. Mate, <laughs> mate, mate, mate. <laughs> Now we we we've got we've got two sides to this, right? The first is <clears throat> I'm still I still haven't let go of the fact that <laughs> from from your last show because no one heard last week, so all they're going off is the last show uh, where you where you literally said I'm shitting on Fast and Furious, and I had to, <laughs> I had to make it clear that that is that is unacceptable, unacceptable behavior. Okay, unacceptable behavior. Okay, because you got mm-hmm. you got cars flying from skyscrapers. <laughs> I mean, you've got cars <laughs> driving through aeroplanes. Oh, my you got gosh. All, you've got all sorts, right? And Hobson Shaw lives up to expectations. Yeah. The man of the moment that we're talking about, Dwayne Johnson, holding a helicopter by with his bare hands oh. by a chain. Captain America couldn't do that. <laughs> this is, oh it's gosh. unbelievable. Was, and I, I, I think one of you guys said it. Right? 
Yeah, and yeah. I think one of you guys said it, like, you know, last time we spoke, it was like, imagine, like, a physics teacher watching this or something, like, you know, yeah. what do they make of it? But the, the other point, yeah, the other point is, though, with these movies, you got to just kind of leave something behind at home yes. and just walk into these movies and just take them for what they are, right? Yes, you yeah. just have to allow yourself to believe, you know? You just have to allow yourself to believe that these things could happen. Real-life superheroes. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking gross. forward to, to Hobbs and Shaw too. I thought the first one was... It was good. Really I really enjoyed it. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I had it. more fun watching that than I, than I thought I would, like, yeah, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And the whole car yeah. thing, like, you know, the, and the helicopter and everything like that, that was, and him going to his, like, you know, hometown and everything, that was all great. So, yeah, so that's that fine. So if we do good. see this stuff, I mean, it just kind of... There's, he's unstoppable, isn't he? Like, let's put it this way: like Dwayne mm. the Rock Johnson, mm. he's unstoppable. Whatever he does, like mm. if it's a movie about, like you know, Rampage, like mm. you know, uh, Jumanji, which I watched recently with the kids, and they had a great time watching that movie as well. So he brings wholesome fun to to the to the table, doesn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. As well as his, his energy drinks and his tequila, anything <laughs> and you bring to the table, well, Under Armour. <laughs> And, and what not drinks zoa tequila <laughs> he's, he's, mate, he's all over the place and that's the thing with him now as well he's got such star power that whatever he does he's bringing a global audience yeah it, yeah he yeah. could bring up the shittest idea in the world yeah but the audience he has like he's getting me to watch a dc film he's getting me invested in watching yeah, a DC yeah, film. Yeah. that's the yeah. power that he has Exactly. And just on that, uh, one of the news that we kind of want to mention is that Black Adam has already begun production. So we're going to be seeing or we're going to be hearing more of The Rock making this movie. And we're probably going to be seeing teasers, trailers coming out soon mm, and like yeah. images. And But this guy, he's he's training hard. If you go online, he, he's actually detailing like the workouts that he's doing. And I mean, the guy is just a beast. Like seriously, he's in beast mode. He's preparing because for him, this is a, a character that he's wanted to play for a long time, right, Deval? Yeah, for this has been the idea has been bouncing around for I'd say ten years easily, and yeah. Uh, yeah. they were pro, they approached uh, Warner Brothers DC quite a while ago, and yeah, this has been on the back burner, just you know, nice marinating and soaking up all the juices, and you know, now it's actually there uh, to actually you know start production. So this this should be interesting. It was meant to come out originally december 2021 uh well, don't know where it's going to come out now but you know we'll get it soon exactly he's making it his own and um and listen the guy he's a winner and talking about winning Kay, what else has he won recently yes indeed recently he won um the trailblazer award from the hollywood critics association i think it's the fourth year that they've handed out that award and um you know the trailblazer award is for really doing what a trailblazer does just kind of creating new paths going above and beyond setting mm. new new levels and, and new bars of success and delivery <laughs> and um you know like like you were saying i mean i don't think there's i don't think anyone can argue there's no bigger trailblazer in my mind in recent memory than Dwayne johnson and yes mm. i am fanboying a little bit because i watched him from when he came up in wrestling i was a big wrestling Oof. fan yeah. But if you look at the, like we said, man, he just released a, an energy drink, which is, you know, the, the fastest selling energy drink. He's got his own brand of tequila. He's got his Project Rock stuff and his Under Armour gear. That, like, yeah. he's, he's, he's a Voss ambassador. Like, the guy just, it's, <laughs> you know, the Trailblazer Award was like pretty much made for him. So, yeah. you know, as much as 
as much as it may or may not mean, congratulations, DJ. That's what I like to call him because, you know, that's my boy. <laughs> and if you're listening, DJ, DJ. just this is, this is going to you, man. Of course he's listening. Well-deserved trailblazer. Of course he's listening. He heard I was going to be on the show. So he's, he's, he's all in. Um, there's a really cool video on his on his, um, on his his IG, though, um, accepting the award where he kind of, and it's a nice montage of all of his successes, but then he's mm. really humble in... Um, you know, dedicating the award to his his father who passed away last year. Yeah. And some yeah. and some really just really cool down to earth messages, you know. Like he 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 talks about the most important thing is just being good to people, making people feel good. Like you can make mm. all the money in the world, you can have all the houses and cars in the world, but that doesn't mean anything. If you have the opportunity to make someone else feel good, that is the most important thing in life. So it's a really cool video. Well said, yeah, brilliant. Well, come on, that makes me feel good. Uh, so listen, yeah, so um, go check out the Trailblazer Award and like you know read up on uh, on what stuff uh, the Rock's doing and stuff. And um, yeah, that's your movie news for today. Now we've mentioned WandaVision a lot over the past three or four weeks, and WandaVision has kind of finished. So if you haven't seen WandaVision, please stop because we are going to be talking about you know details about the show we're going to be speaking about the ending of the show and if you don't want to hear about all that sort of stuff so stop listening right now and then come back and listen to it but um first things first i'm just going to say put this out there that whoa what a introduction to phase four and um or actually no it's not an introduction to phase four is it because this is kind of like the continuation of phase four because we've already had spider-man and and whatnot but this has been a whole new type of um like a project for for the mcu right yeah yeah this is this is a i mean this is the first real sort of mcu tv show isn't it i think and just the way obviously the continuation of characters from the movies you know into the into the tv show detailing uh, you know getting get into the nitty-gritty about where she came from why she is how she is you know all her sort of her lifestyle her upbringing uh, I think that was really touching. That was quite good because we saw her come, uh, obviously, Wanda, uh, Scarlet Witch. We, sh- we saw her introduced in Avengers Age of Ultron and we didn't get a f- full flavor of, you know, who she is. She talked a bit about her upbringing and stuff like that, why she hates, you know, Tony Stark because his bombs were involved in destroying Sokovia, where she's from. And we got a flavor. It tasted good, but now we get the full... <laughs> we get the full meal you know we see the ingredients we see the process of how this was prepared and you know what it does put into context you know it's a story about loss and grieving and consequences and human emotions so you know what overall i mean yeah i'm I'm sort of jumping ahead but overall i I think it's a really really good show and it really goes to show how how well marvel as Kay said before how they plan their shit yeah, they man. plan their Definitely. shit, you know. They don't just get, you know, run on a toilet seat and shit it out. They've got the newspaper there. They've got their phone <laughs> out. Image. They're reading the articles. They're like, yep, no one talked to me for 20 minutes. I'm planning my shit. You know what I mean? I'm telling you. Yeah. So they, um, must, they must all be sitting on glass toilets. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Devon. Because they can see shit clearly. Oh, shit, man. 
you know <laughs> oh my gosh so um so all right so listen so if we finally over the kind of you know the course of the nine episodes we finally get to figure out who the big bad was and i mean deval and i we spoke about this on the show when we were kind of like oh is it mephisto is it nightmare and we were kind of figuring out and you know there was lots of theories online and then we you know we kind of get to the whole thing where it's agatha harkness she's kind of like you know the villain of the piece and there's this big showdown between uh, the scarlet witch and there's this whole kind of backstory you know of uh, agatha harkness i remember in one episode it takes place in 1693 in salem and we kind of we kind of realize that okay she's quite powerful as well and she's been around for a really long time she takes pa- she takes power from other people from other witches and she was attracted to the power of what was going on uh, in the hex. So she kind of transports herself into this hex and, you know, she kind of implants herself in, in the whole kind of family thing. So that was all kind of interesting, you know, seeing all that unfold. Yeah. But this whole kind of fight. So Agatha Harkness, she calls um, Scarlet Witch's magic, chaos magic. So what do we make of all that? What do you think the you know, what is all of that? That is a whole bunch of fun <laughs> is, what, is, is what it is just a whole ball of fun i was saying this to devour actually uh, we were talking about it and i said <clears throat> you know it sounds like they just put marvel when they come up with stuff they put words together and on the surface you just hear like chaos magic you're like oh that sounds cool but when you really really dig into it and pay attention and go through the definitions you're talking about magic born from chaos mm. so the very mm. fibers of mm. this magic the way it exists because chaos exists but that in itself is is just insane to to even start thinking about. So I think, yeah, the doors the doors have been like flung wide open. Um, yeah. I mean, touching touching briefly on what Taval was saying before, where she was introducing Age of Ultron, when we got that taste, um, you know, if you really start going back and thinking about her timeline, when Pietro died in Age of Ultron, and she had that kind of that big scream where she drops to her knees. All the robots, all the Ultron robots around her, literally just evaporated, mm. turned to turn to dust, mm. and that's something that we we haven't seen. We've seen her manipulate and move things, but you didn't actually pay attention to it at the time. It's like, oh, she's she's upset, her brother died. But you know, if you if you look deeper into it, that sort of I guess chaos of emotion and stuff, she was able to just evaporate them without even knowing she was doing it. Then you fast forward to um, Infinity War. And she, with her bare hands or her, you know, her, her powers, without knowing she could even do it, destroys an infinity stone. Yeah. And I can't stress enough. They talk about, you know, these six singular entities and how powerful they are. <laughs> the start of the universe and, you know, Thanos is after them. And she destroyed one, not just kind of learn how to put it away in a box or control, destroyed it. Like, I, I, man, I mean, this chaos magic that they're bringing up now, and the fact that that she's starting to understand what she has, and understand that, and and like they they alluded to as well, she had these powers prior to the stone, yeah. so the stone enhanced it. But I'm so glad they've shifted this whole miracle nonsense, and that we're starting to get to the deep of the mutant side of things now. Um, boy, it's it's a lot. It's, it's a lot because there was an episode Ooh. in in Wonder Vision where um, Agatha Harkness she takes kind of like a strand of her hair and she kind of opens up a gateway to all her different memories and we see kind of like various points of her life and there's a bit where you know uh, Wonder she's a kid and she's in Sokovia and she's you know they're getting bombed 
to, to bits and stuff. And there's that stark bomb there. And there's a bit where she's holding the bomb kind of like in place so it doesn't explode. So oh, yeah. the kind of, it's implied that she's had power from a young age and then it's just kind of, you know, enhanced as she's gotten older. So it kind of changes things up a bit, right? So it kind of slowly, slowly adding this thing about maybe mutant power being already there and then kind of being enhanced because of, you know, whatever. But uh, that that was interesting. Uh, the other point that I want to mention about is this whole thing with vision. There's another vision out there. The final episode see that you know saw a, a battle between vision and vision. So Wanda's vision, the one that she conjures up, and the real the the vision that you know was killed. Physical, the physical yeah, the phys vision. Exactly. So there's that going on, and we spoke about this before. And just tell us a bit about this kind of philosophical, deep conversation mid battle between these two super beings. What, what, what are they what are they talking about? Uh, okay, we might we might be here for a while. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. This is great, by the way. No, this was wild, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let Deval like d dive into this one because I know he he's. <laughs> The way he pronounces certain words, <laughs> I, I, I know I can't, I can't conjure up the same level of excitement when we talk about the ship of. How do you you got to say it for me, man? Because I can't do it. The ship of uh, was it not Theseus? Was it not that Theseus? Theseus, that's it. I was waiting for. I was waiting for a, a classic devout Theseus. <laughs> yeah, the Theseus. exactly. <laughs> Mate, they, they paused the whole show. To I have know. a philosophical conversation, and you know you're watching it, and they're in the middle of a fight. But I, I don't know how how they do it. But there's so much going on. They're fighting, and when they stop and start having this conversation, your mind as well just stop, and you're engaged in this whole ship of Theseus discussion. And yeah, man, I had to stop the show. I had to pause I know. it. And I know, really, me too. Really start considering, like, <laughs> damn. <is it? laughs> What, what is it? Yeah, who? Yeah, who's like? Yeah, who's become who now? Like you know, it's a great scene, and it kind of just you know, this just tells you the writing is really good. Uh, I think his name is Matt Shackman, uh, who's kind of the creator behind Wonder Vision. They've gone kind of really deep into this whole character development of these people, and I love the fact that they they've given these characters room to breathe. Like you know, Vision is actually getting a lot to do, and Wonder Vision's getting a lot to do, and everything like that. So that was a real great highlight. We kind of find out about. I was going to say that it also shows that you know people think uh, Vision is obviously he's very powerful. He can manipulate his density. That's when he, you know he's he can go through him, and he can also make himself really heavy, so he can literally like you know go through the floor. Obviously, he can fly energy, but I think he's one of his greatest powers is his intelligence, mm. and he's like you know he's he's a voice of reason. Think about all the big battles they've been through. The, the, even the Sokovia Accords and you know, all these times he always like, there's always a moment where things stop. And he says, you know, even in, in a civil war, he said, you know, doesn't your very pre presence, uh, invite, you know, these enemies, like yeah. your very presence in the world is going to invite people mm. to come and test how strong you are. So even you being around is going to cause war. That's what he was trying to say. He's, he's beyond, I think he's just another level of intelligence. He's not even, yeah. we're not ready for him. People are not ready for vision. <laughs> honestly <laughs> and, and not only that you and people might forget you know forget this but remember he's he's worthy as well he picks up Thor's oh. hammer do you remember yes, do you remember that in um what was it in was it in age of ultron wasn't it ultron yeah. yeah yeah he picks up the hammer as well so listen so there's a bit in there where 
where Vision, the white Vision, he kind of flies off. We don't know what's going to happen with him, and I'm pretty sure some point, you know, down kind of down the line, we're going to hear about that. And we kind of finally get to know about the the story behind Pietro. So a lot of people were kind of like, oh, they were. There was, if there was one criticism that I kind of uh, read about and people were kind of moaning about was this whole thing about they were hoping that Pietro was going to be this whole introduction to the whole kind of mutants thing. But in the end, it turned out that he was a, a guy called someone like Will Bonerman or, so, or something like that. And he was Boner, an actor. Ralph Boner. Yeah, Boner, that was it. So <laughs> we didn't kind of get the mutant, like it wasn't explicitly kind of like mentioned about the whole kind of like... Um, um, the, the mutant thing so that was kind of interesting as well funny kind of interesting Monica Rambo that was Marvel cheeky, cheeky. Yeah. They knew, exactly they knew that when we saw when we saw him turn up and we're aware of the new Doctor Strange film and the title and what it means the first the very first my jaw I had to I had to call <laughs> the kids the wife the friends to come and pick it up off the floor because there, was, there was no removing it yeah. they knew we were thinking oh my god we're crossing universes. Mutants, we've got yeah. the we've got the X Men universe. They knew it, and they they knew exactly they were cheeky because they knew exactly what they were doing. But still, they do it for a reason. It still opened up those those thought processes yeah. and, and, and those ideas. And as you mentioned, with the them alluding to Wanda having the powers at the beginning, um, they are still kind of opening that gateway into the whole mutant thing. And I think you're about to kind of segue into that a bit more with the Monica Rambo stuff. Yeah, no, all I was going to say was like, we, yeah, so Monica Rambeau, she's kind of, um, she doesn't, she's not, I'm trying to remember back now, she's not, she's not in this episode a lot, is she, Monica Rambeau? No, she's no. Sort of, no, she's pops, she pops up in the, in the sort of basement and has a little one-to-one with, uh, with, with Ralph Boner. That's it, yeah. yeah. But we, we do know that she has got powers and, you know, the way that she can kind of, um, uh, I think, Deval, you mentioned this before about her photon, photon powers and she can absorb yeah. uh, energy as well. So I think we're going to kind of get to see obviously more of her. Obviously, we are going to get to see more of her because she's going to appear in Captain Marvel too. But there's an end credit scene where she gets taken to the side and um, a, a scroll kind of appears and is like, listen, hey, you're wanted. And she looks up. So that can mean only one thing, Deval, which is what? Yeah, it means that. Well, the, the scroll said a, a, a friend of your, uh, a friend of your mother's uh, wants to see you. Uh, like, you know, up, <laughs> which means Nick Fury is calling for your ass. You better get upstairs on the spaceship. You know, so it means that she's going to be up there in the, the the sort of space sword, which is what sword is meant to be up there in space doing her shit. You know, she's meant to be up there with Captain Marvel and. In a comic, she's in. She's part of this group that involves Captain Marvel, Blue Mar- uh, What's his name? Blue, Blue Marvel, yeah, which okay. is Adam Bashir. He's another another deep character. Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, uh, America Chavez, who we're going to see hopefully sometime soon, and Doctor Strange, uh, and a couple of other people as well. I think even Black Panther might be part of that group. I think I'm not too sure, but yeah, there's, there's another group that's that's there that you know. Uh, uh, Mon- Mon- Monica Rambeau is part of so she's the next level in the in the comics she was the original Captain Marvel so she is yeah she's next level shit brilliant and so so her story isn't complete yet so we're going to definitely nah. get to kind of um, and she's you know, hot as well <laughs> yeah great <laughs> man <laughs> damn now when she when she bursts through that hex man there's one episode where Ooh, she's running and she's scene. bursting through brilliant scene I love that you know, channeling <laughs> Burst through your hex. I know she was. It was the eyes that got him when she came out with the with the eyes. The yes, 
He was oh, mad. <laughs> and then, um, and then I kind of, obviously, you know, Agatha Harkness, so she gets defeated and she gets put in her place and, uh, WandaVision, she kind of says goodbye to the kids and which we don't see, by the way, we don't actually see them disappearing by the way. So I just want to kind of put that out there. And then, you know, she says goodbye to, to vision, her vision. And that's it. She's, she's kind of left empty. She's, you know, she's, off goes off somewhere and then the final end credit scene is the scarlet witch she's in the mountain somewhere she's making a cup of tea or a coffee or whatever and then the camera just kind of uh, does this wavy little thing and then we see her astral projection reading from the book of the, the dark hold book and that's some deep shit right there because that book is is kind of like dark magic isn't yeah. it yeah yeah so what does this mean Darkhold is like, it's like, it's just a book that you just don't, I mean, people, people of her level, yeah, that's where they go to read. Like, that's what they take, they, they'll take that out of the library, you know, and, and that kind of shit. But people like us, we just don't go near that shit. That, that book yeah. has got spells and information about, you know, ancient magic that is beyond our comprehension. You know, people like Dr. Strange will be familiar with it. Maybe even he might not dip into the Darkhold. The Darkhold can bring untold trouble. And I think Agatha Harkness was trying to warn the Scarlet Witch that, you know, what have you unleashed? What have you done? Yeah. You know, so the Darkhold is something that uh, I think Kay knows about this as well, that, you know, could lead into Doctor Strange too. So, uh, mm. We're hoping, man. We're hoping. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think we mentioned it is um, <clears throat> one of the things I was reading up on because my, my, maybe I need to get a hold of the Darkhold myself because my knowledge <laughs> wasn't, wasn't too... <laughs> too good but um no cathone is, a, is a big mm. is a big mm. bad big big bad i think he mm. was kind of the author um of the dark hold and the originator Oof, the of author. chaos magic the author oh, of the right. dark hold <laughs> he kind of constructed it so he so he'll know all about the scarlet witch he would have known about the scarlet witch in, from from time and the power that she would possess and what she would become so it kind of just leads to the question to me if you have someone as powerful as the Scarlet Witch is, and you have someone who wrote the book on how powerful she would be and knew she would come to pass at some time, what kind of beast are we dealing with now? No. The, the author, the owner of the rights to the chaos come magic, on. like, mm, mm, you're, de you're dealing with something different. So I think that would be, it makes the most logical sense, leading on directly from WandaVision into the kind of Doctor Strange multiverse thing. It, it makes logical sense. Um, but that's going to be a, a tough cookie to crack if they're bringing him into, onto the scene. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a split. If you go back and watch the scene, folks, um, there's a split second. You can hear one of her kids um, shouting out mum. So she could be using the, the book to kind of, you know, tap into, you know, like another universe where they exist. And then that opens up the whole kind of multiverse. And then Doctor Strange obviously has to get involved. And so my question is, uh, is she going to be the villain? Um, who's you know doing all this and creating all this, and then Doctor Strange has to kind of clean up all the mess. Or is there does her messing around with the Darkhold unleash Cathone or or someone else? Yeah, I think the latter. I reckon it might un un unleash him. You know, he might be chilling out in his you know Darkhold uh, condo, and she's might you know maybe she's opened up a page <laughs> and he's like, oh, what's that over there? And you know he's yeah. come through, and then she has yeah. to enlist the help of Doctor Strange or vice versa trying you know get him out 
you know, so it could be one of those situations. Yeah. There's a multiverse of madness and, you know, they're going to let some madness through this multiverse, madness. I reckon. Exactly. I think, might, I think it might even start off, because you remember as well, right? Although she's kind of just now realized this and she's reading this book, she's gone from losing her brother to yeah. losing Vision, to him, no, to, actually to, to killing Vision herself, to bringing him back to life, to watching him die, to losing him again, and now to losing her Ooh, kids. Kids. I mean, I mean, if you know. That's grief, I, man. That's crazy. And I, I think he might even, it might even start off with her being kind of blurred lines. You know, you don't know where she is. She might yeah. be slightly on the villain side because she's looking now trying to get her, her kids back. They're the only thing that she's still kind of has to some extent. Um, so I think it might even start off with Doctor Strange having to get her in check so that they can both team up to go against the big bad um, in, in, in the end. But, you know, her powers has exceed that of the, of the Sorcerer Supreme. So he's going to need to get her on side if she isn't. Yeah, and I, so I'm finally kind of just just to mention this, Agatha Harkness. One of her lines in the in the show is, you know, um, she's more she she realised that she's more powerful than the Sorceress Supreme. And Deval, you kind of mentioned this as well. Like, she is more powerful than Doctor Strange. So when Doctor Strange finally does meet her, come up against her, she he he's he's gonna have to pull out the big guns, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This, this is like big sorcery. Are, they, are their on. guns big enough? <laughs> I mean, really, are their films big enough? You know, in she, doesn't, she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. Uh, what's what's the word? The chanting. She don't have to say anything for the spells oh, to yeah, come about. Right? Yeah, you're right, the show, right? Yeah, she you're right. She doesn't have to do all of that. She just wills the magic. Like, mm, I don't twists know her fingers a little exists. bit. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. But the good thing is that it all is leading up to this whole next chapter in, you know, for WandaVision, which is uh, Doctor Strange. And we're going to obviously see more, uh, you know, of her. Maybe we'll see Vision. But on the whole, chaps, I mean, what did you make of, of WandaVision? You know, the, these episodes and the, this kind of first uh, show for, for Disney+. Plus. What did you make of it overall? Yeah, really good. I mean, I bought more. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I think they've done a good job of the first show and we've got lots more to come. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm all up, I'm, I'm all over it. I love it. I thought it was, I thought it was amazing. I felt the same way when you know when you touched on earlier how much Guardians meant to me. Just flipping the script. There's never been anything like this done on TV. You know, nothing yeah. from starting from where they did in in the 50s in black and white to come in widescreen to then adding the post credits seat. Like they followed a timeline. Yes. Within within one show, they followed a timeline of of how things. It, it just it opened up a completely new dimension of telling of storytelling, which was amazing. And along the, the back of all this kind of fantasy and magic, which really gets the adrenaline going, you had, uh, you know, a really deep story about grief, love, loss, and the rest of it. And the one thing that I, I think I mentioned it last week, but the one thing that always sticks with me from then is the line that vision said in in the episode when she was kind of going down memory lane type thing and he said to her what is grief but love persevering mm. and that's mm. a Deep. cold line like that's 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 not just marvel fanboy you know mcu stuff that is that's real yeah you know can, can make a difference to someone like i never even considered that thought that viewpoint myself either so that to me 
it just completed the show from start to finish all round. I just thought it was an amazing, amazing TV experience. Yeah, I concur. I mean, it's a great show. Listen, whoever's listening out there, if you haven't watched it, go out and watch it. Beg, borrow, steal someone's Disney Plus code or, uh, you know, um, email address and password and whatnot. Just watch it and thank us for it later, you know, later on and get in touch with us and let us know. <laughs> um, so listen, look, yeah. that is all we're going to be speaking at WandaVision. And obviously it's going to, you know, she'll weave herself, you know, back into the show at some point because obviously with Doctor Strange 2 and everything like that. Uh, so um, we're not done with her. We're just parking her for a bit. Uh, but now, on the, you know, for the rest of the show, Devout, what are we doing? Should we, um, should we just go straight yeah, to Anniversary gonna, Corner? Yeah, we're gonna, what we'll do, we'll, we'll quickly mention a couple of uh, trailers coming out. An anniversary corner will mention one film uh, that we'll highlight from there. Then we'll go into. Then we'll go on to uh, uh, coming to America. Take yeah. it away. Cool. So yeah. So first one is on Amazon without remorse, and this is Michael B. Jordan. And this looks like a gangster gangster movie where he is like some proper special ops, like top level sort sort of person you stand out to get Osama bin Laden, and he does it in in a lunchtime. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still going, and then he bakes you a cake in the afternoon oh, and then knits you a jumper. This guy is like, he's fully loaded, but they've done him wrong. Uh, a bit like how the Punisher was done wrong. And he's out to get people with like, in the worst way. So this film, without remorse, yeah. this looks like a gangster film out soon on Amazon. My kid. So. Bro, it's for everyone, right? You get, you, you, you get the female audience. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll <laughs> jump on it. Exactly. And, and you get yeah. the male audience now. When when I tell you this, this is the Black <laughs> John Wick meet, meets meets <laughs> Punisher meets. If, if yeah. anyone's familiar with Max Payne, that old school place, it, it is it's Black John Wick oh, meets wicked. Punisher meets Max Payne. That's what this is. Can I wait Next for this one? Stuff. This is going to be great. Yeah. Next one on Netflix, Thunder uh, Force, and this is uh, Melissa McCarthy, as we mentioned before, along with Octavia Spencer, and this is a superhero movie. So they've uh, somehow concocted a serum that gives people uh, superpowers. I'm not sure where we've seen that before, but <laughs> in this one, it's uh, two ladies that you wouldn't normally see in superhero movies, but they're the stars. Vanessa McCarthy has superpowers, uh, sorry, super strength, and uh, Xavier Spencer has invisibility. So yeah, it's comedy. Uh, Jason Bateman shows up in this one as well as, as well as a few others. So looks like a lot of fun, you know, and this is out on Netflix uh, in about a month or so. So yeah, look, look out for Brilliant. that one. I'd be surprised if it's not garbage. Not it looks fun you. from the trailer, you know. I'd be very, I'd be very surprised <laughs> if it's not garbage. Extremely surprised. I'll, I'll offer is an it? apology we'll, on we'll, your show. We'll have you back, back just, to, just say to say sorry. If this right, is we'll, we'll have to review that one okay. and check it out and uh, we'll we'll speak about it. All right, okay. On to anniversary corner, and we're going to do obviously, like Devel mentioned, we'll do a cut down version of anniversary corner. But usually, yes, it's usually yeah, we, yeah. we speak about five movies from uh, 10 uh, years ago all the way uh, up to 30 years ago. So, Devout, yeah, take it away. What movie are we going to be bringing our listeners? Yeah, so this one, in line with the other movie we're going to talk about, it's uh, Nutty Professor, 25 years ago, 1996. Woo! So, 1996. Uh, so, yeah, this is Eddie Murphy, uh, classic, great movie, uh, playing the professor, as well as other uh, roles he plays in the movie as well. And uh, this one's got Janet Janet Jackson in it as well, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So, a classic movie that 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 will make you laugh if you want to laugh. When she's when she's still like <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, man! Like, now, oh man! <laughs> I know, and little Kim as well. We've seen little Kim, Gordon oh, Bennett. No, no, no. That's don't even. That's a that's a whole. <laughs> you need another episode to talk about what she looks no. like. 
But yeah, that's anniversary corner. So yeah, now we're going on to the main film, which is coming to America. America. All right, okay. So coming to America, cool. yeah. So we've kind of um, we've had time to stew on coming to America. Actually, so we've had kind of we've spoken about this, but now we kind of have a bit more time to reflect on you know what we thought about it. And you know, I got to say one thing, fellas. My my view hasn't changed one single bit. I went back, right? <laughs> I went back and I watched like parts of it again, thinking, oh shit, maybe I was a bit too harsh. But no, like you know what? I stand firm with what I said. And um, and what I say is, it's been over thirty years since the nineteen eighty eight original, which to you know to me is a classic i remember watching that movie renting getting it on um on vhs back in the day and um you know it was funny you know watching eddie murphy you know bringing uh you know um all those different characters to life and you know you mentioned about about night professor and him putting on the prosthetics and everything well he did he did that in um in coming to america to great effect yeah. and um, that, that, you know that barbershop scene in, in the 1988 movie was brilliant all those kind of scenes and like him playing the pastor and everything was all great and seeing those characters again don't get me wrong it brought a level of nostalgia which was like oh yeah man you know what seeing mm. these characters is great and you know maybe maybe those guys should get their own movie who knows but I was watching it, uh, listening to an interview that Eddie Murphy gave just very, very recently, and the question that the question that was posed to him was, Eddie, why is it taking you so long to get back into the game? And he said, the reason why he took a break away from acting was because he was making shit movies. He was, he was basically getting, um, <laughs> he was getting, he was getting like Razzies, you know, the Raspberry Award, and like you know, for for movies like I don't know, um, The Clumps or Doctor Doolittle and and things like that, right? So at some point, he was getting a shitload of money, but then the movies weren't doing so well, so he decided, look, he's going to take some time off. But now after eight years, you know, he's come back with Dolmite Is My Name, which is a great movie. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. And obviously he's back now with Coming to America. And I think he's going to be starting, you know, embarking on a stand-up uh, tour as well at some point. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So seeing, going, going back to Coming to America, sorry for digressing there. I mean, it's got its individual moments and it's got moments in there which I was like, oh yeah, that's funny. And yeah, seeing that character again is really good. And, you know, the way they kind of, you know, gelled this together, which was really great. But on the whole, I, you know, I can't obviously compare it to the 88 classic because how can that, how can it be as good as that? Because that yeah. was a different era, different Eddie Murphy, you know, you know, I was a kid back then and thought, Things like the royal penis is clean, like you know, stuff like that is like you know, <laughs> scenes like that you can't do nowadays. Like you know, and they have the kind of alternative, you know, that they do in this movie, which is funny. Don't get me wrong, it's funny and everything, but it just doesn't have that same bite to it that you know that movie had. It wouldn't be wouldn't it be refreshing if you did? Wouldn't it be refreshing if you did yes. still do scenes like that? That was my that was my issue with it. Is that you know, we go along the lines of, oh, you don't really see that nowadays. But this is the problem. Wouldn't it be refreshing if he had have made a a film in the same vein? Yes. You, you'll never get the classic, but in the same kind of vein as that first one would have been, I think, very, very easily done. And it would have been amazing. Mm. But they didn't. They brought, they brought just the kind of storyline from that film into a modern day kind of, you know, your cheesy not a lot of substance, very rushed storyline comedy, which as you said, had really good points. 
and the nostalgia of it. You know, we had the barking lady still barking. She's been barking for 30 years. Like that, that was funny. I think Simi was, was pretty funny throughout most of it. He, he had most of the comedy bit gold bits for me. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't, I don't hate on it, but I just think it would be refreshing to get something that people aren't expecting. You don't get comedy like that anymore. It, it, you know, pardon the pun, but it was raw. <laughs> it, it, it was raw back then. Yeah. You know, the comedy was raw. It was uncut. It was unfilled and it made people laugh. Now it has to be, well, we have to have the kids involved. Yeah. It has to be, well, Amazon's going to throw a shitload of money at me. So I can't make that type of comedy because that's not fit for Amazon. And that is where I was disappointed is, is that, you know, they confirmed no risk. a lot where I didn't think they had to. Yeah, there was no risk. It, it was, it seems like it, to me, it was done with the money in mind rather than creating an amazing film. So instead what you got was a, a fun, a yeah. fun watch, a fun, you know, evening watch with the family one time. You won't, well, not a lot of replay value. Mm. Don't link it to the first one because you'll be disappointed, but just, just a fun watch yeah. is, is what we ended up with. Yeah. Deval? Exactly. Now I've got a similar little sentiment with that one. Uh, yeah, I, I went into this with low expectations, like real low, just just hoping to have a fun time. Had a popcorn out, uh, watched it, and I just had a bit of a fun ride. Uh, it's all nostalgia. Like my 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 car, the the the, the car was sort of fueled with nostalgia fuel, and that's that's what kept me going. Apart from that, there wasn't a great deal of you know quality and all of that but it was just yeah funny to see all the the old cats you know still around and doing their thing they all looked really well actually they all looked really good all looked mm. really oh, good man. Uh, eddie man He's lisa looked good uh, even eddie and simmy they looked good uh the barking lady looked good the twins were back those twins that were in the bar <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> those twins and things. i'm like shit she's there he's there it's like the barbershop dudes uh, it's just, it was just a whole bunch of like, okay, this is fun. But yeah, you're right. I wouldn't watch it again. Uh, it, it just didn't have the the high levels that if some people were, were going in with that, then they would have all been disappointed, which a lot of people have been disappointed. A lot of people are cussing this film, you know, they're yeah. really cussing it, but I wouldn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't cuss it. I wouldn't cuss it. I wouldn't cuss it, but you know. I think those people are probably seen the first one, which, you know, has to go into your top five comedy yeah, films yeah. of all time. And I think if you've seen it and you're going, regardless of how low you want to have your expectations, you're going to compare it and you and it's, and it's not going to add up. So you just need to kind of take it, take it for what it is. Maybe younger generations who watch it now might think, oh yeah, that's really funny. Mm. But then they won't get the links back to the old one. Exactly. So that half the films, you know, the half of the film, they won't understand why it's funny. So it's it's a tough bag, but a question I had actually, yeah. Deval, you you make popcorn and sit down every time <laughs> yeah. you watch a film, don't you? You actually make pop, you I'm actually making, make yeah. popcorn yeah. before you watch yeah. anything on TV. Then. Yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to verify that I was correct. <laughs> With the seeds, you know, I pop the seeds myself. It's so good. <laughs> I, I know, I know you do. I know you do. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. I respect yeah, it, my friend. I do respect it. it. You, know? oh, <laughs> you, take this, you take this flick because yeah. I'm real serious. I've got, I got respect <laughs> So what do you reckon? Do you, what do you reckon, we, um, do you reckon we're going to see a, another coming to America movie after this? 
No, I don't think so. I think they might might start making other sequels. I hope they don't, but uh, let's say Sister Act 3, for example, or... Yeah, another Beverly Hills Cop, for example, or yes. Car Wash too. Yeah, it. the money's right. People are going to do it. People need to get paid out here. Still, he's yeah. got ten kids to feed. I mean, I know, man. <laughs> yeah, this guy is flipping hell, man. Seriously. So, um, so one of the things that we, I think he will though. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's still going to be there's, doing. There's, there's a lot. He had a lot of films that could have had sequels, or if they did yeah. have sequels, they could have had more. So now that his name is back in the current popular hemisphere with this. And now that people who might not have known Eddie Murphy before are like, oh, this guy's kind of funny. Now he's got the platform for Amazon and Netflix and the rest of it to start throwing in money to do comedy shows or to or to do, um, you know, additional sequels because he's relevant again. But uh, it makes me sad, man, because <laughs> he won't he won't make another he won't make another comedy sketch like Raw yeah. and Delirious. He won't. Nah, 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 he nah. won't make another coming to America. Mm. It's it'd be really yeah. sad. I know, I know exactly what you mean because you want that old. It's Eddie. like looking at Ronaldo. <laughs> you, I know Devargas is that you look at Ronaldo now, R nine. Doesn't it just Oof. make you sad, mate? Oh, it makes that, you sad looking at Ronaldo. Alone, that's it. That chapter yeah. is closed. You have to. That's why I feel like I'll be with Eddie. Like you may, remember how great R nine was. Yeah, untackleable, mm. unshakable. Never seen anyone with a bare mm. weak foot. Mm. Ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> And now, and now you look at him. I'm like, man, just leave it in the past. <laughs> Let me just remember you for how good you were. That's how I feel yeah. about Eddie. One thing, one thing that has come out of this collaboration with Eddie Murphy, though, is this thing with uh, Wesley Snipes. He was he turned up in um, uh, Dolma is my name, and he had kind of like you know he, he played the the director in that movie, and uh, he was funny in that, and he's funny in this as well. But please, mm. please, 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 don't get someone like Wesley Snipes to do dancing, man. I just this is one thing I had to go back and I had to watch that scene again. He comes in, he's doing, he's wearing a kilt and everything, and he's shaking his like whatever he's shaking and I'm like please man don't get Blade to do this man and I was just like oh Blade, my no. gosh Blade but yeah but it's great it's great the fact that Wesley Snipes is kind of you know he's he's doing these comedic roles right so that's something good out of it I kind of liked Wesley Snipes in it yeah, yeah. I kind of enjoyed his role actually <laughs> yeah. he might have been the be- one of the yeah. best parts of it to be honest yeah exactly yeah, no, he, he, he suits that role he suits that kind of he suits that kind of uh, comic relief um role in 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 these films quite well so maybe he's found his his kind of mm. niche lane mm-hmm. but eddie needs to stop he needs to behave himself <laughs> look, go look after his kids oh shit all <laughs> right well listen look that's all we've got time for um i mean devout unless you want to kind of like mention anything else just the the rakuten voucher yeah so uh guys give us a hidden gem a movie that you think is uh you know not in the public eye that much but a great movie nonetheless let us know on instagram facebook or however you want to let us know and uh, we'll send you a Rakuten movie code so you can watch a movie from the comfort of your own home. With, with freshly popped pop popcorn, you go. of course. There you count. go. There you go. <laughs> and Kate, I know we know that, Deval, I know, know that you kind of like putting stuff out on your Instagram page. Let everyone know where, where you can be reached. Yes. Kai James HL. That's K A I J A M E S H L putting out stuff that you probably won't find interesting but i find it kind of funny um you know there's a bit of funny stuff on there. there's a bit of health and nutrition stuff and there's a bit of you know kind of i guess what do you call it motivational yeah. deep thinking elite mentality stuff Ooh. so yeah check, check me out I'm, I'm i'm happy happy for the company exactly um 
And shout out, we missed it. Shout out International Women's oh. Day at the start of the week. Yes. And oh. Mother's Day oh. today, oh. boys. Yes. Boys. Am I reminding it? No, 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 no. Is this the first time you're ever hearing Mother's Day? Very, very upset with you. We should have started with today. to be honest. Actually, we should have started with that one, actually. I was really upset that you didn't. So, you know, I thought I had to save you at the end before you ended the show. But, you know, they'll, they'll hear this afterwards, but all the mothers out there and everyone with mothers, you know, happy Mother's happy Day. Happy Mother's Day. Um, so, Kay, you're going to come back on the show and we're going to do this again because uh, we've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We've got um, uh, we've got Black Widow as well. Dude, um, I'm here at your beck and call. Right. Whenever you guys are ready, it, like the end of, what, which one was it? Civil oh, War, yeah. when when Captain America leaves the phone, leaves the phone, phone with you him. got that yeah. long, you got that narration going on in the yeah. background. You guys know where to find me. You got the direct yeah. self. You got the burner. We so got the burner. All right. Whenever, whenever you need me, just hit me on the burner. Suit up. Brilliant. That's what I say to you. Suit up. Suit up. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of make me want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Well, yeah. We could we do could. this all day. I know, seriously, man. This is this is the thing with uh, with podcasting and like just talking shit. Basically, you can just right. keep on going on and on. But we're gonna have to cut it at some point. So, listen, uh, Kay, once again, thanks for joining us for the second Thank time. You. Let's make it a third, fourth, fifth time, whatever. How many times, Deval? Obviously, it's great always doing this with you. Uh, see you again next week. That's it. I'm out. Peace out. Awesome, gents. And don't forget to follow us on. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just pop in the Flixsters podcast.